welcome to Authors on the Air. I'm your host, Pam Stack. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. My guest host today is Tessa Russ, who is one of the hosts of Romancing the Reader, part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Tessa, thanks for being with me today. How are you? I'm good, thank you, and thank you for having me, Pam. Well, we have today uh, one of our favorite authors, Emily March, international best-selling uh, writer of women's romantic fiction. And Emily, welcome to the studio, and thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to visiting with y'all. Well, thank you. Um, I-, I love it that I have two two people on the radio with me who both say y'all, and um, even though... <laughs> You know, so that's that's okay. Um, I want to make a first an announcement that Emily's new book Jackson, which is part of the McBrides of Texas, has just released today. So if you if you are near Amazon or near a brick and mortar bookstore, please go out and get Jackson, um, the latest book. The next one is Tucker. Is that correct, Emily? That's right. Yep, I'm working yeah. on it now. Is this a new series, The McBrides of Texas? Well, it's it's a trilogy, a new trilogy set in my bigger Eternity Springs series. Uh, um, what we're trying to do is because so many readers want to read the first, you know, begin at the beginning. Right. And this series is now like six, I think this is the 16th book in the series. So we wanted to give new readers a new entry point. But yet, it's been a successful series, and readers love it, so we didn't want to leave them behind either. So this, this is why um, I'm, I'm just expanding the world a little bit with, um, with the McBrides of Texas. How fun is that? Um, we were talking in the green room, and I asked you about how many books you've written, and you thought you were in the 30s, but you counted, and how many is it? 42. If when I count the novellas, I'm at 42. So good grief. Um, yeah. Tell me Been about this a while. Tell, well, well, let's talk about that. You, you know, we were joking that you, you've been writing for a long time because it, it, I remember reading your books way back when, you know, I'm not that young, so <laughs> I remember <laughs> reading your books, but um, tell me about how you decided to write romance. Well, I, um, I'm, I'm one of those readers who read a book one day and thought I could do a better job. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I was a young mother, stay-at-home mom, and had three young kids. And I wanted really just to do something for me. <laughs> I was, and, and so I sat down and tried to write in a... I think I had, my dad was the greatest storyteller ever born, I believe. And and I grew up mm-hmm. listening to, to him tell the most fascinating stories about growing up in the Great Depression and about his adventures in World War II. And I think I learned storytelling from him. I can't oh, tell boy. a story. You know, orally, I'm, I'm, that's not my thing. But, but um, between between my dad and just being a voracious reader, that kind of got me to the place where I tried to write my first book. And um, it kind of, I never really thought I'd make a career out of it, but um, it's, it's, I did. It's been really great. 
did your first book get published? I did sell it. Yeah, it was, um, I, I wrote, well, again, going back to my, to my dad, my, my parents were not, I'm from Texas. I'm a native Texan. Uh-huh. Um, but my parents were not from Texas. And so we grew up, my dad was a big history buff and our, we'd, we'd travel all around, you know, going, visiting all the Texas history spots. And I, I fell mm-hmm. in love with his, with Texas history. And this was back in the early nineties. And, um, I w- I had been reading historical romance for since you know I was a teenager, and a friend's mother wow. introduced me to Kathleen Woody West, and um, so it was natural to to write historical romance, and um, and so I wrote Texas set historicals for quite a while, and ended up I joined a critique group, a local critique group, and. Uh, read my romances to some crusty Western writers and military suspense writers. And I made them laugh. And it was such a, um, it was such an ego trip for me. I, you know, I, that I, I just kept on doing it. So that's how, that's how cool I got started and been doing it that's ever so since. Great. That's a great story. <clears throat> you know, that you're making your critique partners laugh. That is a really great story. Um, when did you switch to contemporary? Oh, maybe after about book 12, something, somewhere around in there. Um, well, why did you change? That's a good question. I think part of it was I needed to do something new for me. Uh-huh. Um, creatively, creatively, I think I, I always need to to go a different direction every time I sit down. And I think I had just told all the stories I wanted to tell in, in my historical universe. And this contemporary was a new challenge. And um, then I also found a book of my heart, which, you know, writers tend to do. And it was, it was actually more women's fiction. And um, so that kind Which of book was there, that? and and Which book um, was that? it was published as Pocket published it as the Pink Magnolia Club, and now I'm I've re-released it as Season of Sisters, um, and it's def- it's the only just true women's fiction novel I've written. Tessa, you have a question? Uh, yeah, I, well, I have a more than I guess more of a statement and then a question, but I'm I am a, a big huge fan of your writing and your books and I think I go back to about 2011 when Angel's Rest came uh-huh. first came out uh-huh. uh, I was hooked that was it I went back after I read that and tried to find anything that you had written before then and I think with the exception of Jackson which I did one click today um, I have read every single book that you have put out. Um, oh, bless you. I, you I'll just gave it. me chills. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I love Celeste. And is she, and even after all this time, she's still a mystery. But is mm-hmm. she going to continue on in, in the new, like, spinoff series of Eternity Rest? 
Is she going absolutely to still going to oh, great? <laughs> now, absolutely, and and not only that, but you get to meet her cousin. I introduced Celeste's cousin Angelica in Jackson, and um, so that brings a whole new gives you a whole new glimpse into Celeste. She is my tentpole character with this series, and um, I think she has she's been a gift to me as a writer because readers do love her so much. And um, I can use her to say a lot of things I want to say. <laughs> and without, um, and she's also convenient, too. When I write myself into a corner and I need a coincidence, I can always bring in Celeste, which you well, can't do if you're... <laughs> so. She says what's on her mind, and the, her motorcycle riding, angel pen giving away, and... Um, I mean, she, you say she was a gift to you as a writer. She is a true gift to us as readers also. Well, thank you so much. That, that's very rewarding for me to hear. I can't wait to get the next book now. You know? so I'm really anxious <laughs> to get Tucker. So, And there's going to be a third. Do you have the title for the third one yet? Yeah, the third one is Boone. You, you, um, I've introduced Boone into the previous, the last one or maybe two Attorney Spring books he was in as a character and so I decided when I I was going to do this trilogy I'd save him for last so he'll be he'll be the third book of the trilogy how fun how fun um I know that Tessa adores you you because in her house which is not close to me but I've been there she has her Emily March section on in her bookcases and you know there's Aww. there's like a whole there are shelves just just devoted to your books so <laughs> I I know for a fact that she is a big fan and when I mentioned to her that I was in touch with your publicist she said I want to come too <laughs> so here oh, we are that's so sweet yeah so well, tell me you. a little bit more about you. Well, good. When you're not writing, which I, it sounds like you're writing all the time, you you put out like two books a year or more. I don't yeah. I don't know how many. What, about two a year, right? What do you about do when you're not year. writing? When you're not writing, what do you do? I'm I'm all about family. That's this. Yeah, you know, I write about family and friends, and that's that's me. Um, mm-hmm. But like this this past year my my youngest child my only daughter got married so i was all about weddings for, for oh yeah for a, for a while and um i have two grandchildren and they're just my we have play day every every two weeks or so i take them both and we have play day and um, you know that's that's just really um my my husband and I split our time between we have a a condo in in downtown Fort Worth and the lake house out in West Texas and uh-huh. we split our time between the two so it seems like if I'm not if I'm not working or playing with the grandkids I'm driving between one house and the between other. the two so, wow. yeah 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 but it's a pretty nice lifestyle. I, I do enjoy it. So Well, you, the nice thing is this you got to raise your kids at home. You had the perfect stay at home mom job. And um, I did, you know. So let's talk a little bit about your writing. Um uh you write two books a year. Your books are not small. They are you get you get a lot of bang for your buck. Um when 
do you write well in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening? Do you have any particular, you know, little kinks that you that you have for writing? You've got to have it, you know, ex, you know, burning incense and yeah. music in the background. <laughs> well, you know, that has changed over time, and mm. I'm I'm kind of in another transition period right now, but. Um, how you know, so? when my kids were little, and I don't mm-hmm. know how, honestly, looking back, I don't know how I wrote with three kids around, but I did. I, don't ask me how I did it, because I don't know. Um, I do know we didn't have so much to do on the internet, you know, back when I was writing. Right. So uh, right. mm-hmm. there, you didn't have that distraction. But nowadays, I mean, I treat it like a job. It is my job. I get up sure. and I go to work in the morning. And um, Absolutely. I try to keep weekends as weekends I don't like this I'm working on Tucker now I got behind on Tucker because I didn't do anything but wedding for two months mm. <laughs> at the beginning of the book so I'm playing catch up now trying to get that's a priority back. though family first so I it understand was that. it was we had a, yep. we had a fairy tale wedding it was it was just fabulous and and oh my uh, god it was, it was really a wonderful wonderful time of my life to, to do that with my daughter and uh but oh, wonderful. as far as I don't have any, I had an an office in town that I I would get up and first time in a, well when we uh, moved to downtown Fort Worth I got an office outside the home which I had never had before that was kind of fun because I got up and went to work like a real person and um, I did that for for three years or so and then I mm-hmm. started spending more and more time at the lake so I, I just recently let the office go and so that's why I say I'm in transition now because uh, um, I'm learning to write um, I'm learning to be to do it anywhere which is you know I don't have to have my office and my right you know, I understand what you're saying but you're not unusual in that respect. There are quite a few people that I've spoken to who say that they actually have an office they go to. Um, one guy actually has a has a like cottage behind his house that he goes to yeah. to write in, and, and that makes sense to me because you kind of it is a job. You're running a business, and so uh, mm-hmm. you know it makes sense to me. I don't know how people can sit in a coffee shop with all the noise going on around them. Uh, I don't understand how they can do that. Furthermore, if I was a coffee shop owner, I'd be really angry. Yeah. Like a movie, yeah. you know, movie star or something, <laughs> but, but I don't know how people can work with all that cacophony going on, but some don't mind. Do you listen to music when you're writing? I, I listen to soundtracks. When when I'm ah. not all the time, but um, when I do listen to music, I listen to music, and I I end a book to Last the Mohicans. I all every book I finish, I do that as I'm writing the end of it. I listen to Last Mohicans. I don't know, it just does it for me. But um, <laughs> I I don't I can't do it out in public, and I, you know I writing at home is fine as long as I can keep my husband away you know <laughs> he kind of annoys me when I, he walks in and I'm working so that's what that's the all right Mr. March pay attention <laughs> pay attention go out and cut the grass oh, he or something. <laughs> that's funny uh, who do you like to read oh 
I read across genres. Um, I read every. This is this is like one of my spiels as a as a writer. It's like I I think the way you improve your writing is to read, and I think you just you sure. have to read everything. You have I to read. Don't read nonfiction. I read fiction, and I it's like I don't want to be. I don't want to learn. I want to be entertained. And um, so, who do I read? Um, lately, I've been in a classic romance mode where I been going back and listening or I do a lot of audiobooks because I can multitask but Mm -hmm. um, I've been going back to old Julie Gardwood historicals and just love those Um, I read I really enjoy um, uh, Patricia Briggs Mercy Thompson series Mm -hmm. Um, love thrillers I read a lot of thrillers Um, who do you like in thrillers because that's 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 my biggest genre that I read John uh, Sanford uh, oh yeah I love I'm going to see him next month Virgil Thriller Fest oh Oh, yeah yeah. I I, I like Virgil too I've got a real crush on Virgil I've got a crush on Virgil I love um, there's a mystery series um, David Rosenfeld who mm-hmm. I just adore. It's the Andy Carpenter series, and he's yes. he, uh, with dogs. I love him. I just love him. So uh, it's just, a lot of it depends on the mood I'm in, who I'll pick up. I, I'm like that, too. Uh, it, it Also, it depends if I'm reading on my Kindle or on mm-hmm. uh, if I'm reading a paperback. I don't, I've never listened to an audio book. I'm afraid that um, it'll turn into background sound for me, and so I'm afraid I'm going to you know, I'll lose half of what the, what is being said to me. Although people tell me it's a great way to travel. I, I'll be, I love it. I uh, when I'm on the road, if I'm driving, I, I don't want to have any distractions or I, I don't, I want to pay attention to the highway, you know, I mean, everything's yeah. highway here in Florida. So, uh, you know, no. you're, yeah. Like, like you in Texas, you know, when you're driving yeah. long distances. But um, it's funny. I I read more romance from my Kindle, and I read more thriller, mystery, suspense, fantasy, and science fiction from books. I, I don't know why that yeah. is. It just works out that way. Maybe it's because that's who I'm auto-approved in and NetGalley, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. Um have you ever thought of writing a mystery or a thriller since you love it so much? Well, you know, some of my books have, I've had, I've written some romantic suspense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see myself ever writing a book that didn't have some sort of a relationship in it. Right. Um, right. But, I don't know that my uh, – I wish I could write a thriller. I, I wish I could because I'm – you know, I love to read them, but I just don't know that that's where my strengths as a writer lie. You know, it, it's – again, we go back to that family thing, and, and uh, right. I think that that's, that's my voice is um, I could I, – I would sooner – you know, I could see myself writing a big women's fiction novel sooner right. than I could write a, a big thriller. So speaking of, do you think you will write a big women's fiction novel? Well, I have some ideas percolating. I I thought I was going to write one um, 
when before I started this McBride trilogy, but um, St. Martin's wanted me to. They didn't give me as much time as I wanted, so I'm not real good about writing on two projects at once, which is really right. what I think I need to do. So um, I will. I'm, I'm sure I will because it's percolating, and I feel like my books are drifting that way naturally. Um, although the one I'm writing now is Tucker is is much more a straight romance than I think Jackson was. So who mm-hmm. knows? It's every day's a new day when I sit down. There you go. Well, that's, but that's good. Tessa? Um, well, you were talking about writing, uh, you know, thrillers or suspense, but, you know, a lot of your um, Eternity Springs books do have quite a bit of suspense and mystery in them, and uh, you do a very good job with those. Are you planning on any more Eternity Springs books that in Eternity Springs, or yeah, is that I I will I'm not gonna I'll write this till I quit writing. Um, it's just the my readers are devoted to it, and and I appreciate my readers. And in the world that I've I've built, um, there's just so many stories to tell. I think so. I I'm pretty sure. Boone might be set back in Eternity Springs. I'm not, though I won't swear to that, um, just because I haven't, I haven't plotted it for sure yet. But I, I see a lot of um, <laughs> the thing about my writing, and and when I started the Eternity Spring series, I had actually quit writing. I had, I had just was worn down by the business. I wrote books that I thought were really good and they didn't succeed in the marketplace and it just broke my heart. And I didn't write for about six months or so. And when I went back to it, I decided to write just what I wanted to write and I didn't care what the market wanted and I didn't care what I was supposed to do and I honestly didn't care about the rules. And that ended up being the Angel's Rest, the first Eternity Springs book. So I think as long as I straight, stay true to my heart and my voice and just what's natural to me, then I will turn out a good book. And I hope that my readers will follow me wherever that takes me. Just like some books, because I don't want to write the book, same book over and over, some books are going to be heavier than others. Some books are going to be um, have more mystery. Some of them are going to have more um, angst. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just, I'm, I'm just going to keep going and tell the stories that come to me and not, not worry too much about it and trust in the process. There you go. We're almost out of time. I want to remind you, this is Emily March. Her new book released today called Jackson. Please go right now, right now, if you're sitting in front of a computer and buy that book or go to your local bookstore and buy that book. You can even find her in the grocery store. I know because I've seen her in there yep. <laughs> and um, she's everywhere. This is Emily March. 
I cannot thank you enough for being with Tessa and I. Tessa is, uh, Russ is the host of Romancing the Reader. And I want to thank you, thank you, thank you very much for being with us. It has been an absolute pleasure having you here. Well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed spending this time with you, too. Thank you so thank much. You. Tessa, thank you for being with us, too, with me, too. Thank you, Pam. Okay, y'all have a really great day. Thanks for listening, everybody, and thank you, Mom and Dad. I'll see you later. Mm-hmm.